Father God, uh, we do thank you that we can be here again. Thank you for the opportunity we've had to pray together in little groups. We thank you for the prayer that happened before the service. Uh, we thank you for the way out, you know, the, the drive out here and how we could look around and see your creation. And uh, we thank you that we can come now into this place together and, and spend this time worshipping you and sitting with each other and, and later on talking to each other. And I pray now that your spirit would move in us. Uh, help us this morning. Help me this morning to be able to do uh, do uh, your word the way you want me to for us here today too. May my words be your uh, what you want me to to speak this morning. Thank you for your spirit at work in all of us. In Jesus' name. Yeah. So that that chapter we that uh, those verses we read. That's the end of. Matthew chapter 12, and we've, uh, we've read uh, now the first part of Matthew 12, so we're finishing it up, and uh, some of the Pharisees came to Jesus, but um, be- before that, uh, we kind of uh, had experienced uh, Jesus, and we've experienced Jesus at work a lot, haven't we, through Matthew up until uh, this point, and, uh, and we know that Jesus is the Messiah and we've seen that the Holy Spirit is is real and is at work uh, in Jesus. And now uh, I want to talk to you about this particular portion of Scripture and it kind of goes back a little bit, but there's three things that sort of come up in here that I want to highlight this morning. And they're just those little sections. So there's the sign, uh, there's the empty house, and there's the acceptance, if you look at these parts, if you open up your Bibles and have a look. Uh, So firstly, we want to look at the sign. Remember uh, that some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law uh, said to Jesus, they came to him and said, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. We want to see a sign. Who wants to see a sign before they become a Christian? Who wants to be? You'll see just one more sign, please. I don't know what your reaction is in this reading, but mine is: Are you guys serious? Are you serious? What more could you want? What 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 more do you need to know that this guy is the Messiah? The reality is is that these guys are not seeking a sign so that they have a chance to believe. They've already made up their minds. And the sign in the cell, the sign in itself, you've got to understand, the sign in itself, the miracle, it's never enough. It's never enough by itself uh, for people to believe. And if all you've seen, if all we've seen and experienced isn't enough, what's one more sign going to do? What's one more sign going to do? So Jesus says, a wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, 
So the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. Now, I don't know, because some of you I know are looking at, have looked at that verse and said three days and three nights, and you've got hung up on that little part there about three days and three nights, because we know that Jesus uh, died on a Friday and, Saturday and rose again on a Sunday, so we know that that's not three nights, right? And it's not even three full days. It's not three days and three nights. It's uh, two nights. But it, 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 all the theologians agree and, uh, and strongly advise us that in that day, though the people acknowledge that three days and three nights meant any part of three days or three nights. So that, that, that it's, it, it matches up in respect to the culture of the day. And so uh, Jesus says this is the sign that you're going to get. The sign of Jonah. And we, and we know in hindsight as we look at it that this is Jesus death and resurrection. And, uh, and the point here is that the men of Nineveh, the people of Nineveh, who were Gentiles, who didn't know as much as these Pharisees, were able to accept the prophet coming and repent. But now someone is greater, Jesus is greater than the prophet Jonah, and you're not accepting it. And then he says, the Queen of the South. This is what she looked like. She had this field there with the little thing. This is a picture taken back at that time, you know. <laughs> Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. She also, not a Jewish queen, Gentile, comes. She understands. She sees the wisdom in, in Solomon. But now, someone greater than Solomon is here. So what's the key in this little section uh, what's the key in the sign? What's the key? Does anyone know what that sign is? Or symbol? Greater. Greater than symbol, isn't it? It's a greater than symbol. Not equal to, greater than. And we know it's uh, greater than symbol always eats the bigger. Remember that in maths? So it said the alligator looks like an alligator always eats the bigger thing, huh? The bigger thing is always greater than the lesser thing, yeah? Not equal to. One greater than Solomon, greater than Jonah, is here, Jesus is saying. And earlier, towards the start of Matthew 12, there was one more thing. Does anybody remember what other thing Jesus said was he was greater than back at the start of at the start of chapter twelve. He'll give you a hint. The temple. One greater than the temple is here, he said. 
So, essentially, what we have here is with the temple, with Jonah, with Solomon. Can you see? Can you see what, what's happening here? I'll show you. We've got the three Ps, just in little writing so that you can squint your eyes. The three Ps, right? Prophet, priest, and kid. king. Oh, not three Ps. Okay. I was trying to do something just a little bit so I can remember. The three Ps. Prophet, priest, and... What's the third? The king. King. Not three Ps. The trifecta. Okay? It's a trifecta. Uh, now, there's not a racing, not, not a trifecta in racing terms. They're not prophet, priest, and king racing down. Uh, but they're the perfect, three perfect things. Right? The three, uh, the three uh, officers, if you like, uh, from the Old Testament that were anointed by God. Right? Prophet, priest, and king. And these three things, that were anointed by God, set apart for that office by God, are found in Jesus. Prophet, priest, and king. Jesus displays all three. Hallelujah, right? That's awesome. Uh, you know, my, I, I, my heart cries for these, uh, these Pharisees. Now, I think sometimes we write them off uh, too quickly as we read through the scriptures. We, they, they really annoy us, don't they? The Pharisees. They really get to us. Like, come on, guys. Wake up. You want to slap them on their face. And, you, and, you, and you, we give them a hard go. You know, I, I feel like I'm watching a movie sometimes when I'm reading the Bible. And I'm yelling at the screen. You know, yelling at them, wake up, wake up. It's danger. You know. But I find it really fascinating that Jesus, he, he actually doesn't give up on them. You know? He actually doesn't give up on them. He, he gives them chance after chance. And we also see the fruit of that, don't we? In Paul, that would be the, high, that would be the highlight of Jesus' career. Uh, that Paul uh, is saved. The Pharisee of Pharisees, right? You know, he, he, he doesn't give up. Even in this little story here, this little snippet, he keeps giving them a chance, right? So he goes on. He keeps talking. He talks about the empty house. When an impure spirit uh, comes out of a person, I remember previously he's cast out uh, a demon. <coughs> Uh, so that the, 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 the demon-possessed man can both see and, and, and speak, right? Uh, so the, Jesus says, an impure spirit comes out of a person. It goes through arid places seeking rest and it doesn't find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Beautiful house. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. And that is how it will be with this wicked generation. 
So what is the point here? What's Jesus' point in, t- in talking about that? Because I don't know about you, but you know, just you know, a little bit of a scan of that kind of just sounds a little bit scary, really. Kind of scares the hell out of me, in a way. Probably should. Think about it. What is the point? And I think Jesus' point is that old ways don't open new doors. You've got to be swept clean. In a a, a sense, uh, all of us have unclean spirits in us before we're saved. You know, Jesus said before, we're either for him or against him. We're born in sin. We're all sinful. We all need to be swept clean. Does that make sense? We all need to be swept clean. So change is ahead. We need the change in our lives. The person that that is demon-possessed and the, the, the demons cast out the sign in itself, the miracle in itself, it is not the end game. The, the, the miracle in itself is not, it has nothing in itself. Because if it, if it is all just about that miracle, if it's all just about the casting out and the cleaning up, then all that's going to happen is that you're going to be worse in the end. That's what Jesus is saying. That, you know, you can go out, we can cast demons out of people, we can do all those things, we can go and clean up everything, we can do everything, but if we don't introduce them to Jesus, Jesus doesn't come into their life, then it's of no value. It's worse for them in the end. It's worse for them. So Pharisees, look, you go, you clean stuff up, but you don't actually give them the good stuff. You don't, you, they, they don't have Jesus in their life, then whatever you've done, Amounts to nothing, only a worse situation. It's emptied to be filled with God's Spirit. Out with the old Spirit and in with the new Spirit, the Spirit of the living God. And that's who, as Christians, we have in us. So we don't need to be afraid that, that, that we're going to get de- you know, demons coming into us because we've got... The spirit of the living God in us. They can't cohabitate. Remember Jesus talked about that. How can Satan drive out Satan? They can't cohabitate together in, in one space. We've got to understand that the spirit of the living God is in us if we're saved uh, by Jesus. We're saved by his work. And then this, the acceptance. And this is the part I really love. I love this. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. (laughs) Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside. They're wanting to speak to you. And he replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples. Right, imagine you're there. 
with Jesus. Imagine you're his disciples and you hear this. Jesus says this. Right, get into this. Get into this moment. Right? It's okay to be emotional right now. Right? Get into the moment. Jesus points at you. He points at you. And he says, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Wow. Wow. You know, my, I used to go to my auntie's house and she had one of these on the front door. And she said, no, Ash, you're welcome. You're okay. You're welcome. It's just some of the other ones. Yeah. Friends, welcome anytime. Relatives, by appointment only. The greatest thing, the greatest thing is not that we call him family, not that we can call Jesus. It's easy for us to say, Jesus is my Lord, Jesus is my Father, God's my Father. Uh, uh, the greatest thing is that he chooses to call us family, isn't it? He chooses, the God of the universe chooses to call us family. And he says it, he declares it with his mouth. Isn't that such an amazing thing when you're sitting there and your parents says, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's, you know, when your son says, that's, that's my mum. That's my dad. Think about an adopted child as well. My, my dad was adopted. Somebody once told me, they said, look, uh, somebody was teasing an adopted kid one day and, uh, and, you know, the little kid turns up and he looks up and goes, um, you know, like, you can say whatever you like to me, mate. You, you, you know what? Your parents had to have you. My parents chose me. My parents chose me. How about that? How awesome is it to be chosen by God, by the living God? It's amazing. And it's real, you know. It's not fake. Apparently in Japan, you can get a fake family just if you're a bit lonely. You know what I mean? This, this guy's got his fake family. From the other side, they look real. But they're just cardboard cutouts. It's real. Jesus' acceptance of us. Jesus calling us family is real. So, we go back through this little verse. We have the sign. The sign basically shows that we can be cleansed. We can be made, you know, put into order. Uh, we, we can be that clean and nice and beautiful place. Emptied of the rubbish to be filled by the Spirit of the living God.
And that's available to us through Jesus' finished work on the cross. What Jesus did on the cross, dying, he saved us so that we could be filled with the Spirit so that we could live for him. And Jesus shows the people that they can be like this. That they can be made right with God and part of his family. And you see, he's showing that to the um, Pharisees. They're all there gathered around. He's showing that to the Pharisees. You know, I think it's so special that he doesn't write us off. You know, we write each other off too quickly. And I've said, I think I've said that before. We write the Pharisees off. We write other people, each other off, far too quickly. And Jesus is just not like that. So if you're a follower of Jesus today, I think the take home for us uh, in relation is, is, is in relation to the prophet, priest and king. Uh, especially because it's through Christ that we are also anointed set apart for him for his work and we have through the spirit by the son through the spirit we have a kingly anointing as heirs with him, kingly anointing, which makes us, it sets us up for the battle against temptation, against sin, and against evil. We have a priestly anointing to pray and to worship. What are you praying about? How's your worship? You know, the priest's job position is to point people to God. You know, that's the, that's the priestly anointing. Point people to God. To pray for people. Whenever you uh, you think about somebody and you pray for them. Whenever you come to church and you worship, you're fulfilling that priestly anointing. <coughs> the kingly anointing is uh, is where we can go in, isn't it? To bat for each other. The king protects the people. Um, we're protected by our relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And then the last one is a prophetic anointing. Uh, which is to speak the good news about Jesus. Essentially. That's what it is. We all have that. We all have these uh, anointings being set apart by God. Don't get, don't get um, uh, worked up on terminology or what you think you know or whatever. The fact of the matter is that we are all, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, um, 
we all have access to the same Spirit who's living and working in us to help us do these things, battle against temptation, sin and evil, to pray and worship, to speak the good news. Whenever you, you're, you're with friends, whenever you go and, and, and give a gift, you're fulfilling that prophetic anointing, okay? Just by being you, by being who you are. Now, it, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that one, that, what's it, a sissy or something? He says, um, only use words if necessary or whatever. I don't, St. Francis, whatever, he, you know, um, he encourages people just to do good things. We do need to speak. Um, but the things that we do speak volumes too because people are watching us. Um, pray into your own situation that you would take initiative to do uh, things like that too uh, as you go about your week this week that you would be able to be everything that God wants you to be uh, under Jesus remembering Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord and through the Spirit ask the Spirit please help me please help me. every day in every way let's pray Father God, I do thank you for your word. I thank you that you don't give up on us. You, 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 you pursue us. You want us to, to come into a relationship with, us, with you. Thank you uh, that you also uh, were an example to us of how to live, an example of how to live out our anointing um, under you. And I just pray that as we go through this week that you would give us opportunities uh, to really... Uh, be you as we step out uh, into our lives. Um, yeah, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.